Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sleeping with the Elephant. This week is brought to you by Elbows and Apologies, not just for hockey, no longer. If these policies, in many instances, either reflect or take into account the proximity of the United States, living next to you is in some ways like sleeping with an elephant. No matter how friendly or even tempered is the beast, I can call it that, one is affected by every twitch and grunt. It's June 6, 2016, and welcome to episode 102 of the Sleeping with the Elephant podcast, where we put the you in color commentary. This is the show where Americans and Canadians come together to try and understand just what the hell is happening across each other's borders. I'm joined, I'm joined by two guests. Nailed that intro, except for that one word. Jules and Jocelyn are here. You may know Jules from Torn Think Nate, <laughs> Case of the Mondays, and talk about a case of the Mondays, and Joss plays Ladies Night. Speaking of Joss, we have her from Gamers In, The Angry Chicken, Joss vs. The World, all of the above from A-Move TV. Thank you both for joining me today. How are you? Yay! Back again! <laughs> yeah. It only took uh, two episodes. It, it turns out both your schedules melded into one perfect let's both be on Sleeping with the Elephant. It's awesome. It's so great to have you both on. Is this like, this is the first time Jocelyn has been here? It, it, is. it is. This yeah. is my first appearance. Because, well, the thing is, Ryan and I are both Canadian, right? So <laughs> unless we just have a WTF US episode, yeah. like, <laughs> I don't really balance Ryan out at all. <laughs> so yeah. I can't I can't be the American to his Canadian. Two Canadians is just boring. So <laughs> we just spend the whole thing saying, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, you go ahead. You talk. I'm sorry. And it wouldn't get anywhere. It's true. We wouldn't. We'd get through the news pretty quickly because, we, you know, we would just read it and, and move on. But I figured when we had Jules on for episode 100, we needed to sort of team up. We needed two Canadians to, to take on her reasonableness and just pure awesome and, and try to balance it out. Because usually... Well, no, usually our guests that we have on from the American side are, are fantastic. But I figured we needed to re recombobulate, get back together, and recreate Nertacular 2015 because there's no Nertacular this year. So we I kind know. of have to, you know, figure that out. We I don't have any a- uh, apple pie rum, was it, or whiskey? I can't remember. I think it was moonshine. Was that moonshine we were drinking? Yes, it was. Oh, gosh. I don't. Maybe that's why I don't remember. I just... <laughs> I just remember from TV and movies that moonshine always, like, I don't know, you would never remember. It's really hard to tell if it's moonshine, if it's not in one of those jugs with the X's on it. Yeah, how many X's was that? I, I can't remember. We didn't look at the bottle. It just went into our cups and we kept yeah. drinking. Was there X's on the cup? I can't remember. <laughs> Did we have red solo cups? Was that what we had? I think we had fancy cups because Nertacular is, uh, is that kind of party. You know? Oh, I remember right. clear cups. Yeah, you do. I <laughs> <laughs> maybe I, I brought my own glasses. I I don't know. It was just super fancy. But uh... I think we all procured our glasses from our hotel rooms and brought them to Jocelyn's room. Right. Like, that's what it was. I, I am the troublemaker. <laughs> you yeah. had red solo cups. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. Well, we're gonna kick it off, and we actually have show notes for this episode. I think last time we just said. We'll record a five-minute thing. We'll make fun of Paul. It's all good. And I'll put it at the end of one of our shows. And we ended up recording for like 20 minutes. But we're actually going to do a real show this time. And first up, we have our new story, Idiocracy Writers Team Up to Produce Anti-Trump Ads. And I asked before the show, 
have any of you seen Idiocracy? Because if you haven't, we'll probably just take this off because I've I have not seen it. Uh, but I found out that uh, Jocelyn watched it specifically for the show. So I Jocelyn. didn't want to be the only one who had no idea what this movie was about. <laughs> now you're the only one who has an idea of what this movie is about. Exactly, because I have no idea. <laughs> uh, so basically, the movie is about this dude who is in the army in whatever, 2005, I think. And he gets essentially like frozen. And then he's supposed to be reawoken a year later because the whole idea was to kind of use him as a guinea pig to see if they could freeze a human. <laughs> and then if they could, then then they would freeze their best and brightest and whatever. So he's very average. And then um, they essentially, the program is so super top secret that no one knows it exists. And then the guy that's in charge of it is like arrested. <clears throat> and so, uh, 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 not Owen Wilson, the other Wilson. Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson uh, gets awoken 500 years in the future where, uh, and actually there's this kind of hits a little bit too close to home moment at the beginning where they kind of explain the whole premise, which is basically that the human race is now full of complete and utter idiots who talk in this like mix of kind of like Twitter slangy street nonsense. Right. Oh gosh. Oh, no. And uh and so at the beginning how it kind of sets all this up is that over all these generations you've got all the super smart people. It's got this couple and they're just like, you know, early 30s just married. They, oh no, we're going to put our careers first and then it's like 5 years later and the super smart couple and it shows IQs and everything else and you know, they're like, oh, well, it just doesn't seem like the right time because of the markets and the economy and the blah, 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 blah. And then it's like five years later. Well, we're going to try in vitro, but I'm getting a little old. And then five years later, and it's like, my husband had a heart attack and died because of his super stressful Wall Street job. And so I have some eggs frozen. And basically, the idea is the super smart couple never has kids. And then you've got the super dumb couple in this like trailer park area and they just keep like having more and more kids with like all of the people in the trailer park and there's just like <laughs> so the idea is over 500 years all the smart people have died off and all that's left is these like trailer park like slang speaky type people who literally are watering plants with Gatorade like <laughs> oh man so that was the whole movie. So I spent an hour and a half watching that for you guys. I hope you're happy. It, it sounds wow. like a good movie. And I think you nailed sort of the description of the whole, like, spoiler alert, I guess. Like a 10-year-old <laughs> spoiler alert. Because, I mean, you didn't spoil the end. And, I mean, I'm sure the end is fantastic. Uh, but I've heard really good things about Idiocracy. It's one of those Mike Judge films. And he's the guy who's currently doing... Um, Silicon Valley, which is very funny. Which I love Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. he, he's also the Beavis and Butthead. That's who I, that I always go for. He's the Beavis and yeah, Butthead guy. I never watched that show, but... Uh, oh, he actually did one I, of the voices? Like, Mike Judge, I think, was the voice of Butthead, hmm. I want to say. I thought he was. I don't know. No, it's he, IMDb. He, he, <laughs> what was it? The one guy he did like, ah, or something. I just don't remember a whole lot about it. I feel it. like this movie was somewhere in between Beavis and Butthead and Silicon Valley. Because like, <laughs> I love Silicon Valley and Beavis and Butthead, not so much. So I feel like this is the kind of the in-between and most of the movie was pretty cringeworthy. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, basically I was watching it because I was just like, Oh my god, like how how much of this whole Trump thing did they actually predict and I was expecting more of like maybe some sort of presidential race or whatever. 
But basically, Wilson gets to the future, and there's already a president who is played by Cruz, who is amazing, Mm -hmm. by the way, as always. (laughs) So, like, I can kind of see, basically what they're saying is that there is this kind of culture of celebrity worship and what would potentially happen should a celebrity who is really not fit to be president end up as president of the U.S. and what that could possibly mean. And when they made the movie, they thought it would take 500 years, and yet here we are 10 years later, and a reality (laughs) TV star is the Republican nominee for president. (laughs) Yeah, well... Is Terry Crews likable in this movie? Because Terry Crews, to me, I mean, I watch um, the Brooklyn Nine-Nine or whatever, and he's fantastic. I would vote for him for president because he's uh, just great. not the same as Terry in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> okay, but is he likable or is he just is he just a smarter kind of dumb? Like, Yeah, I, he's definitely on the, on the spectrum of people that they show in the movie. He is on the smarter end of the spectrum, but he hmm. is kind of like... If you made, like, the president pro-wrestling, like, if, if the presidency was a WWF, that's that's what you get with Terry Crews in this movie. Hmm. So he's basically, like, just totally decked out in American flag garb and has these big, like, chain medallions for all of his, like, secretaries of all the different departments. And, like, it's it's obviously way over the top because everything in the movie is way over the top of just, like crazy stupidity right like when he's giving the state of the union he's just like shit i know y'all got everything's gone to shit (laughs) that's the state of the union and then the crowd gets like way too and it's called the house of representing it's not the house of representatives anymore (laughs) and when it goes crazy then he just points a giant gun in the air and starts shooting and then everyone's like okay we'll be quiet it's like what (laughs) Like, this is the State of the Union, and the president is shooting off a gun. (laughs) Is he Yosemite Sam or something? Is that what he is? He's just... Uh, Yeah, I don't even... He's just... He's a caricature. Caricature? Yeah, when you say character, but there's an extra syllable in there somewhere. There's a couple at the end there. Uh, Now I'm not going to be able to say caricature. There. There you go. Yeah. So he's he's one of those of a celebrity president, basically. Nice. Rose to celebrity through wrestling i think it said he actually was like a pro wrestler but that's basically what it is do do we actually feel like if 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 trump gets elected do we actually feel like he will then dress up like a wrestler because if he did that might be a little entertaining for us as canadians yeah for the ones who have absolutely no stake (laughs) we're not no stake i guess since we are very very tied to the u.s so we do have a stake in this but uh we don't actually get a vote so as someone who's like kind of once removed from the situation it might be funny ish but yeah not if not if i guess not if our prime minister goes over and he like does the people's elbow or something on him that might be a little bad wouldn't that be great? I'd like to see that. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling that Trudeau would just wreck him. <laughs> it, it's oh, funny. I keep, yeah. I accidentally said elbow and then I, this, obviously we haven't recorded in a while, but Jocelyn, you're familiar with what happened with the whole elbow gate in, yes. in Canada. And I, I actually did want to bring it up just because as a, as a man uh, who went, when hitting, like hitting women is bad. Okay. And it was an accident. <laughs> Hitting women is bad, okay? Okay, and see, and and oh god, this is, I should have made notes. Anyways, so 
Jules, you have you heard anything about this? About I about have Elbow not, Gate? so I okay. could use a quick like thirty seconds. So TLDR. basically, what happened was in, in and I'm going to try. And Jocelyn, I, I, when you start to giggle, I'm going to know that I've gotten something wrong, and I just want you to chime right in. So okay. Uh, so anyways, this is how I'm going to explain it. Uh, they're in the House of Commons. They're voting on the assisted assisted uh, death bill for the I don't know how many time, and people are delaying. And what happens usually is the two representatives of each side of the room walk up the aisle and then like bow at each other then sit down but there was like some people the opposition on the right side sort of having a meeting in in the hallway and basically once the speaker stands up you're supposed to go sit down they walk up they do the vote bada bing bada boom we all go home for pizza now they're all standing there in a group and blocking the i think the conservative whip and the prime minister gets up and there's an amazing gif. He just kind of like waltzes over. It looks like he's he's walking so fast that he's like leaning backwards. And he pushes himself through the gaggle of people and it grabs the whip by the arm and pulls him through the crowd. In the process, stepping backwards, elbowing a female MP in the chest. Oh, uh, and you have to use the term elbowing so loosely because he barely touched her. He bumped it into like her. she was an Italian soccer player. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a red card. I think if the speaker would have given a red card, I would have been Such a little... Such a dive. She would have been ejected for diving, for sure. <laughs> yeah, she, she did, uh, you know, and it was pretty heated, and she did kind of fall back and, and clutch herself. I would imagine that would hurt. If someone elbowed you in the chest, it hurts. Okay? Yeah. And... She was caught off guard, and the prime minister went and sat down. The person came through, and then the prime minister noticed, oh, my God, I did something that could be used against me because he basically pulled the opposition through the opposition, and he waltzes over again. Same stride and everything. We have many, many oppositions, Jules. Yeah, well, two. Two. Not that whole two-party system anymore. No, there are not two parties. There are many, many parties. (laughs) There are, like, three that matter and one that, uh, for some reason, sticks around. And another that is around for other reasons, environmental (laughs) reasons. Uh, So basically he walks over again and the opposition starts like swearing and yelling at him. And because this other person had basically been instructed to just walk out there and then we're going to use you leaving the room to make the prime minister look bad because you're blocking his, your like right to vote and all that fun stuff. So long story short, the prime minister apologizes not once, not twice, but three times, twice in the room, and then th- and then the third time on national television, I think. Uh, it was pretty crazy, and I think it kind of blew over because the internet kind of was like, yeah, she took a dive. It was all recorded, the video's up there for people to see, and I can't remember uh, why we... Oh yeah, the elbow, the elbowing thing. So yeah, it was not even that big a deal of an elbow then. Dawson, you can attest. It looked pretty, pretty, pretty basic, right? It was just, it was really, really funny because it's just like, there are so many crazy political stories, especially right now tied to Trump, that it's just like, it makes these kind of things happening in Canada look just so ridiculous because it's like the headlines in America are like people shooting other people and people wanting to build walls to keep people in or out of countries. And it's like in Canada... Prime Minister accidentally elbows someone, promptly apologizes, and it's called Elbowgate, and we talk about it for a week. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. Now, at the end of it all, uh, the woman—I can't remember her name. I want to pull it up because, again, like, 
you know, she took a dive and she listened to her party leader and the party leader probably said, like, you you should leave because we need to make this look even worse than it actually is. And uh, this is the crazy part. Like, just one of of the responses from the other uh, party, the conservatives, like, fishing for another apology, like... This is just outrageous. This uh, this anger fierce in his eyes and the and the, the <laughs> what was it? Uh, the one word he used that you just would not use, like uh, manhandling. I think he yeah. might have said he said something else. Because then, yeah, they were upset that he had actually pulled their guy through the crowd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just one of those things where it's like he made a mistake, he got frustrated, and he. Uh, he apologized three times for it. And and then, you know, in the States, it'd be like, if that happened, I would feel like it would... A, there wouldn't be probably an apology. Maybe one apology. Like, a, sorry, guys, I got a little upset. But I don't know. Like, I feel like if you're... That's the cool thing about filibusters is that if you have a filibuster, you just talk forever. But in Canada, yeah. you just stand around and just try to bro- block people from taking their seats. Like, that's our filibuster? Yeah, it's a little bit crazy. Uh, I, yeah. yeah, it was... It was weird, and I'm I'm kind of excited that it didn't make it down to the states as much as it did. I mean, when we elected Justin Trudeau, that made it down. That was a big deal. Uh, that but, was a big deal. Yeah. So, anyways, long story short, they're making anti-Trump ads with this idiocracy movie. So <laughs> <laughs> it'll be interesting, especially if it has Terry Crews, and I think that's what they're trying to sort out now is just getting Fox to clear the rights so they can use it. But isn't doesn't I, I would just imagine that Fox and Trump would be like best buds, right? Like, so they might block this. Then well, you know rogue. what though, Fox has there's there's a whole thing on on um, and it's been going on for a long time. And Fox News is Megyn Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, he and Megyn Kelly, who is a um, a female uh, reporter and uh, commentator for Fox News, have just not gotten along at all. And he's been you know terribly misogynistic, insulting, and rude to her right. because she stood up to him. And uh, and I don't. I don't even think at this point, it's hard for me to say because I don't read a lot of this stuff for Fox News. I hate Fox News. Um, but I don't think that they think Trump is the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah. Wow. That's <laughs> that a... is like a revelation to me. <laughs> yeah. Because I thought I mean, the same thing, right? Like, you know, you, you see Fox News, like whenever Fox News is mentioned in a way that we see it, you know, north of the border, it's always like, oh, this is our like crazy joke news network. Like, yeah. Next time on Fox News, a tiger attacks a policeman oh, with their face. <laughs> that sounds like a good movie, and I I would take Tiger versus Beat Cop, the movie. <laughs> Who loses face? The sequel oh, could be Face Off. Tagline. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to see that movie. Um. So yeah, I I think that would be that would be really interesting to see if if Fox does block that. Oh, I love that Huffington Post. Thank you. Um, we're going to quickly move into this story and then get into our final story. But uh, we just finished talking about some ruckus in the House of Commons. How about just a good old-fashioned, let's make O Canada gender neutral? And uh, and then finish that up with a rousing rendition of O Canada by all of the politicians at the same time. Does that not seem like the most patriotic thing you've ever heard, Jules? Uh, it definitely sounds like something we would not do in the United States. Let's just put it that way. What? You guys wouldn't like, you know, sing the Red Rockets flare or whatever? It, <laughs> is that Isn't not it the Rockets Red Flare? Oh, I don't know. I 
I feel like it was you don't close. Know words in the Star Spangled Banner. I do when you sing them, but not like picking <laughs> little words out. Like oh, okay. you asked me to to tell me like the second last line in O Canada. It's like no, I can't do that. But if I you sing the whole sing thing, all the way through, it's like the alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, let me ask you guys this though. So whenever we, in school, when we were in elementary school, grade school, we ha- we would have to sing the Star Spangled Banner every morning. Mm-hmm. Did you guys have to sing O Canada? In yeah. Oh yeah, we did. Okay. We did the bilingual version as well when we were in. You just sing it in French too. Well, well they, no, there's like it's like a couple of lines in English and then a couple of lines in French. Oh, to the point yeah. that like I almost forgot the full English version because I'd been <laughs> singing like the bilingual version for so long <laughs> that like it took a while to remember the English one. This is kind of funny. I like this. <laughs> yeah. So do you not do that with uh, with the American? I know that I know the United States of America. They have it's it's in English. It's a unilingual country, but there are so many other cultures represented. And in Spanish yeah. being probably the second most spoken language in the country. Oh, absolutely. No, but you know, in schools they they didn't teach that unless you were actually going for a language study. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, you guys you guys had bilingual at least some um because of the the national languages but uh but spanish is not considered to be a national language in the united states do they have like i always thought it was no Uh interesting do they have a version of the star spangled banner that you can sing in spanish or would that be considered like not cool it it wouldn't happen in any event you would never see it happen so they just Um, all sing it in english then Oh, absolutely. I've never been I've never been in a uh, situation where I've heard it sung in Spanish ever. Weird. That's just I would think maybe like there'd be this like ragtag group running around and like while everyone's singing in English, they're singing in Spanish. Just like (laughs) Well yeah, because I remember like we used to have to sing it all in French Mm -hmm. um, when I had French in first period because they would only play like the instrumental over like the announcements. Yes. And then you would (laughs) sing it like when I was in French class in first period, then you would sing it all in French. Mm -hmm. And if you were because we had French class all the way up until grade nine. And then if you were um, in like an English speaking class, then you would sing the bilingual version. But you never sang just the English version. Yeah, I remember, again, like, even the French one. Except I, I feel like maybe, like, kindergarten and then, like, grade one, it was just the English version because you were learning the song. Yes. But then, like, yeah. after that, like, once you were a couple of years into school, then it was bilingual and or all French, even in English schools yeah. in Ontario. Like, I'm not from Quebec. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure yeah. they would be French only in, in Quebec. So. Oh, yeah, God. Yeah. <laughs> Everything in Quebec is French only. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is. And, it you know, because I've been working for a company for five years that's based in Montreal. And so um, it's very, very interesting to me because Americans are all English and they have zero tolerance for other languages. And mm-hmm. it's very it's, – it's difficult. Like, you know, I mean, when you talk about you guys being taught French – up until grade nine, um, there's a and and I I don't believe this, but this is a very common sentiment from where I grew up in a lot of places around the United States to say to speak effing English when you live in the effing country. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But we have such a large percentage of the population in the United States that are that are Hispanic and some that just speak Spanish. That's all they speak. Um, and Americans are terrible about this. Like if you. Even an American that goes to f- goes to Montreal would be pissed off if someone didn't talk to them in English. <laughs> oh, they should definitely not go to Montreal then. <laughs> right? 
right? And it's it's really it's it's a it's a tough thing. I mean, you know, for we're for watching Americans travel. And go to places where they don't understand the language um, and that they expect everybody to speak English to them. It's just like, oh, man, that's tough. Yeah, we uh, like if I went to a Montreal game, actually, and uh, in, in Montreal and it, Montreal is a very English speaking French location. There are parts of Quebec where, yes, you would only go around and people would only speak French. But for the most part, the more populated areas of Quebec, like they are speaking English and every time I tried to speak French, they would jump right in. They would speak French. And I'm like, oh, sorry, I'm just I'm just trying to be nice. And he's like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. And no issues. We were in the Montreal game, and I had Caden, and uh, everyone's super nice, speaking English, speaking French. And I, I could understand but see, it, but it was, it was great. I think that this is because we make the attempt at their language. Mm. Mm. And I think that that's the big distinction, because a lot of people will say, like, oh, don't go to Paris. Like, French people are so stuck up and they're such jerks. And I went with my best friend a few years ago and we had the exact opposite experience because, like, uh. we were literally going to the point where we were like, OK, remember your French from 15 years ago, like uh, fromage, um like miming eating cheese and like they found us hilarious and so they would try their broken english with our broken french and we had a great time but we were like making the effort yeah well then, and that's good right you have to make the and effort i think and... that that's well i think that's the difference i think a lot of people just go like the or sorry not a lot of people but americans from what jules is saying <laughs> just go and say like why aren't you speaking english to me whereas we're like fromage um nom yeah <laughs> yes. different, yes. different attitudes yeah <laughs> And I've come across that attitude here in Canada, specifically when it comes to uh, the French language. And I say to them, it's like, you do realize that we are a bilingual country for a reason. Like, they both languages need to exist for this for this country to have even been to become a country. Right. And people just it's the same thing that you're talking about, Jules. They just don't they don't understand it enough. So they just kind of say, well, if they're going to live in Canada, they should speak English because that's the primary language. Like, well, yeah. Yeah, well, that's just not a good way to live your life, folks. Like, no. there's there's some great stuff like maple syrup and the Montreal Canadiens, and some other things that come from Quebec that I'm sure I'm forgetting. <laughs> some other things. <laughs> there's lots of other things. Pierre Trudeau, uh, Justin Trudeau, uh, Trudeau's in general. <laughs> Trudeau's in general. Thank you. There's a yep. Trudeau Airport. I hear it's nice. Uh, I hear it's nice. It's, it's, it's just there's lots of stuff. Yeah, so but back to the actual anthem and right, right, the right. changing of said anthem, which is what the story is about. So basically there's like... We're good at this. One line in... This is why Ryan and I podcast together is because he goes off on crazy tangents and I bring him back again. <laughs> yeah, so, you can host the rest. I'm just going to... Just sit back. Beat up. <laughs> so <Let's> lazy. <laughs> so there's a line in our anthem that says like, by thy son's command. And so they're changing it to buy some something else something it just doesn't sound right not not that i don't yeah. want it to change i'm fine with it changing because i think that's really important but the words that they chose to replace uh, it with sound really weird to me right so it's all thy sons is changing to all of us so from all thy sons command to all of us command i guess that's not too bad yeah so i mean it's literally huh. like they're changing one word mm-hmm. and apparently our our anthem because obviously ryan and i grew up with the sun's version mm-hmm. um was actually changed during world war one to honor the troops so that's kind of the argument is like well it was changed once already so you can't say like oh don't change it for history reasons or whatever 
Yeah, and it was also taste once. I mean, the argument I think would be more like, are we not honoring our troops anymore? <laughs> yeah, like, like I, I don't know. I, I don't really mind saying thy son's command, knowing where it came from. I think maybe just a little bit more education about why we say what we say might help. Well, there were female mm-hmm. soldiers in World War One. There were there there were women helping the war effort both in Europe and at home. So it's kind of. That's kind of an odd way for them to look at it. I mean, back in 1908, sure, like, let's not drudge up, like, <laughs> what people thought back then. But right now, I think it's important to look at it and say, okay, let's, let us make this change. And it was that before, it was actually something weirder, it more. It was something even different, yeah, because it used Latin. to be. Yeah, it used Thou to dost be. in us command is what it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> Thou dost in oh, wow. us command. Uh, it was also uh, religion neutral as well. There was yeah. no mention of God, which is also something that speaks more to where we are at now, where we're a country of, yo, it's cool. like Gender neutral, religion neutral. Everyone's singing this. Like We need to make it as Canadian as possible. And being Canadian is about just being a welcoming country being right very inclusive yeah. inclusive yes the mm-hmm. the proper term that they should use when debating this we should be politicians exactly no we shouldn't. and speaking of being inclusive mm-hmm. apparently a lot of people want to be included in canada come november it's true oh especially now that the ap has uh somehow jumped ahead and confirmed that clinton is going to be uh going to be running for president <laughs> Yeah, it looks like we are actually officially going to have a Trump v. Clinton election in November. It's going to be a weird November. <laughs> it's going to be a weird six months. <laughs> Wait, you mean they really don't take scary, a break? Actually, It's scary. No, uh-uh. They're going to be campaigning like insane amounts now. Oh, great. More Once so than before. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but right after um, the news kind of broke that that Trump was going to be the expected Republican nominee. Um, there was a site that was created called maplematch.com. <laughs> <laughs> I did hear about this. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. It is, it's a dating site to match single Canadians with single Americans to get them to move to the country. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of ingenious, though, when you think about it. Like, that no, person. No, it's not. <laughs> no, no, no. The person who made the website. I'm not saying Americans oh, oh, should, okay. should do this, but I'm saying the person who made the website, you could sell some sweet SEO ads on that thing. Hell yeah. Uh, you know, you know, the thing. If you actually go to it, uh, which I, you know, I looked into it for a friend because I'm already happily married, but uh, <laughs> it's it's just a waiting list. And I, you kind of think, like, is it a joke? Is it, it, it could well, be a joke. Well, the thing is, like, it has to be a joke and people have to understand that you can't actually do this. Like, as someone who legitimately looked into moving to the States, mm-hmm. it's yeah. not just like you get married and then, oh my God, okay, you can now come into the country. Like, either direction, whether I wanted to go to the States or whether people wanted to come up from the States, like, it's not as simple as just, well, we're married now, so now you get to live here. Like, uh. there, it's a ridiculously long process, and they do actually do the whole, like, you have to prove, like, how you met and that you've had a relationship, and, you know, because you can't just buy a wife or buy a husband. Like, that's... Mm. That's illegal. how this works. Yeah, exactly. They will not let you into the country if you do that <laughs> because it's there's an immigration policy. So, yeah. 
it's the whole idea is just like people if you are listening to my voice do not do this do Do not marry a canadian buy a husband (laughs) i mean well maybe maybe if you love that canadian or that american i think that that's there there will be uh, there will be examples of people who will get married and be like well i ain't moving to the states and it's like, all right, well, come on up. We'll, we'll make some room for you. I think that that could happen. But maybe they don't meet at a website specifically set up for with that purpose. With a waiting list. <laughs> a waiting, yeah, with a waiting list. Like, we're sorry, but... Mail looking for mail. We have one of those. Ta-da! <laughs> come yeah, to I mean... our country now. <laughs> yeah, no other criteria other than what's between your legs. You match. Go ahead. Like, that doesn't work. <laughs> no, no, no. But, I mean, you know, it, it, there are a lot of opportunities for... Uh, Americans that want to come up. There's this really great, and we're not going to go through the whole thing, but there's a really great infographic sort of breaking down the last significant U.S. Canadian immigration and just going through the list of like, okay, when people say they're going to, you know, immigrate to Canada because something's happening in the U.S., does it actually happen? And there are some numbers to back up that, yeah, it happens, but not in the amount of sort of Twitter verse that just explodes every time Trump says something stupid. Uh, the last significant one would have been during the Vietnam draft when 23,000 U.S. citizens per year moved north to dodge the draft. And I think mm-hmm. they were all moved. Most of them, some of them did come up illegally, right? Like they didn't. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Like I'm trying <laughs> to remember, like there was, there's so many movies. If you, were a do- if you were a draft dodger, you were not coming into Canada legally because yeah. as soon yeah, as you, you hit the border, then you would have been detained and you would have been sent to war. There, yeah. See, <laughs> That's I knew the whole a... draft part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, that kind of looks at past presidencies like Bush and uh, it, it really just talks more about applications and number of Americans registered as permanent residents in Canada. And it's got some really great numbers going through, but like 10,000 out of the amount of American citizens there are, like that's just such a drop of the bucket in comparison to how people seem to make it out to be on Twitter of, I'm moving to Canada because this is nuts. So yeah. And it's it's it always it just it makes me laugh so hard when I see people who are Republican supporters and very conservative saying if like the Democrats if Hillary like if there's a, a woman president then I'm moving to Canada and yep. I'm just like I look at them and I'm like seriously <laughs> like yeah. have you done any research whatsoever because when you look at um, like American political parties versus Canadian political parties, even our most conservative political party, which is the conservatives are still somewhere in and around the Democrats. And then like, we literally do not have a political party that represents the Republicans here. We do not go that conservative. So like we have like equal rights, like, the gays can get married up here, guys. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, we have universal health care. We have, you know, all the things that the Democrats are fighting to kind of introduce to the American public. We already have. Like, this is the way our country's set up. So yeah. if that's what you don't like, you're probably looking at the wrong country. <laughs> yeah, and we, we use our bathrooms to go to the bathroom. We don't use them to discriminate people. Like yeah, Exactly. Yeah. Oh like, no one wants to no one wants to make it even more uncomfortable to, to go to the to go to the public bathroom. Yeah, we are already too polite to use yeah. public restrooms anyway. We just wait till we get <laughs> home. So why are you walking weird? Oh I'm just to another to... person. <laughs> yeah. Well that's why you have the two stall rule, right? Like if there's yeah. two stalls, you just have to like wait. 
You, know. you you go back out the door and you wait yeah. till that person comes out and then you say, oh, are you done? All right. And then you go in. Yeah. Oh my it's, gosh. There is this a is whole I'm probably Canadian. <laughs> this is probably why I'm actually Canadian at heart. Yeah. It's, it, you know, and it's funny, like we still have those conversations between conservatives and liberals about how their party's ruining the country and their other parties is going to make it all better just by being in an election for 100 days. And, and really, it doesn't work that way. It's the same in the States. When someone gets elected, they just they run the country. Some things change and some things stay the exact same. And we have that issue here, but uh, I think it's less it's less grandstandy. There's less sort of, you know, I, don't, I guess I could call it politics, right? It's just we you do. You do. And occasionally someone does come in and say something outrageous in which... Um, you know, we we figure it out. We we hashtag it, elbow gate, and we move on. Like it's <laughs> it's fine. Uh, I love that that becomes national news, though. For oh yeah, yeah, for you, it was all over the place. For yeah, me. it was crazy. Our most recent national news re- regarding Donald Trump is that um, it, it has a tie to the passing of Muhammad Ali. Um, mm. When Muhammad Ali passed, and of course there was an outpouring of of crazy support and love for what people were calling the greatest of all time. And um, there were the conservatives, the uh, the conspiracy theorists who said that man was a draft dodger. And he um, and now there's the comparison going on to say, no, Trump was a, dra- a draft dodger <laughs> and Muhammad Ali was a draft refuser. <laughs> was hmm. Trump really a draft dodger? He is. Pr- it's proven that he did. Dodge the draft, and that is the big news right now about how everybody is saying, "Do you really, you know, come on, stupid conservative people?" Which is what this is being saying saying on on social media. If you want to elect a draft dodger as our president, what does that say about you? Hmm. (laughs) Yes, right. And we have elbow gate. Like (laughs) I know (laughs) that hasn't percolated up here. I'm waiting for John Oliver to cover it. On that's where I get all of my uh, American news is from HBO. (laughs) He's so good. He just boils even the Canadian stuff when he talks about the Canadian stuff. That was like some of my favorite. I'm I'm not an American, but I'm doing this American show, and I'm going to cover this non-American stuff for one week. (laughs) And then Mike Myers showed up, and it was great. Um, But yeah, it's it's an interesting issue and again if you wanted to even test drive canada the loonie is pretty close to the u.s dollar you'd get like a good what is it 25 cents extra uh i think towards the u.s uh, towards the canadian dollar with your u.s funds so yeah it the, depends it depends on the day but yeah you're yeah. looking at 25 to 30 percent yeah <laughs> so if you want to test drive it before november come on up we'll give you some tim hortons and um we'll go see a hockey game with canadian fans can we Trying have poutine, please? Yeah, we can have uh, yes, poutine. Yes, absolutely. I think okay. poutine's in order. Uh, we'll get some maple syrup. Not on the same, not on the maple, not on the poutine, but uh, please no. No, I mean that's. You would sweet. be surprised at all the different kinds of poutine there are now. We have poutine <laughs> restaurants. I'm not. They lying. literally the only thing they serve is poutine. Yeah, in different varieties. It's it's uh. Yeah, different gravies, different meats, different cheeses, different mixtures of things, all on top of your poutine. You can have like I a loaded baked potato, that. but on top of poutine. I need to come visit you guys. Yeah. <laughs> we have poutine restaurants. Yeah. End of discussion. That seems to be the... I've never actually had poutine, so that sounds oh. like something... I know. I know. <laughs> You're missing out. And I out. need to have it authentic. I think what we need to do is we need to have a poutine meetup, and we yes. just figure out the best place for it, and we just go eat poutine, and we're like, all right, cool. 
poutine okay, over? Okay, so on my list of well-played meetups to, to create for 2017, <laughs> it's going to be the poutine meetup in Canada. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we'll meet at Toronto. It's such a small place that, you know, you could just say, meet in Canada for poutine, and everyone right. will be like, okay. I know exactly where I'm going. Yeah. Exactly. We'll do it in Toronto. We'll, we'll, Toronto. we'll hope the uh, Maple Leafs are in the playoffs, so we'll see a Maple oh, Leaf playoff game. We'll see then the Toronto Jews. You know that this meetup is never going to happen, right? <laughs> well, okay. I'm just saying, like, this way we have time to plan, right? So 20 years from now, when the Maple Leafs are back in the playoffs, we can go see a playoff game. We can go see the Blue Jays play. We can go up to the CN Tower. We can have our poutine. We can go see the CBC building. Am I missing anything, Jocelyn, for Toronto? Uh, I think you pretty much nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Those four things. Ah. <sighs> Oh, and then you get to see how fun it is to bring Americans to another country. <laughs> yeah. Because you guys, you guys come to our events, Nertacular and BlizzCon, on a regular basis. So you mm-hmm. get it. You understand traveling from Canada to the United States. And you watch a whole bunch of Americans decide to go to Canada and go, I basically just lost my crap. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we're so nice. People just probably thought we were just came from down the valley in Salt Lake City. Like, oh, you guys must right. be from Utah. It's like, no, we're Canadian. So, oh, wow, you're so nice. <laughs> I just figured you were you were a local. Uh, because people were really nice there, you know. You, you know, it was, yeah. just, it was really great. You, and now you, you put you guys in a place like uh, where I grew up in New Jersey, and all of a sudden you look very, very, very standout. Oh yeah, our Canadianness just we wear it would we wouldn't even wear it like a badge and people could see right through our maple syrup stench. It'd be they they would see it. They would see it hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to take you guys to New Jersey now just to have that experience. Could we maybe we could get we could do a, a Toronto meetup. So once the uh, the Maple Leafs are in the playoffs, and then we can do a New Jersey meetup once the Devils are back in the playoffs. I think that I think the Devils have a better chance right now. They do. Yeah. I gotta say. <laughs> yeah. Last time they won was because of a Canadian team. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> hey, Martin Brodeur, come on, come on. You know he's Canadian. He's got a French name, uh, or he could be French, I suppose. No, he is Canadian. Anyways, that is sleeping with the elephant. Thank you, Jocelyn Jules, for joining me. It's been amazing. Can you believe it's already been a whole show? We did it. We survived. It's- it's amazing how quickly we can just talk to each other. It's yeah. just, you know. <laughs> I, I did not, uh, I did, I, I said to Jocelyn earlier today, it's like, I don't think we'll have an issue filling the, uh, the allotted time. So, uh, because we are just all really good talkers. Um, speaking of talking, Jules, talk to the fine folks. Tell them where they can find you. Hello, fine folks. You can find me on uh, online. Twitter is the best place to find me at Jules RPG. Um, and uh, if you like to watch live streams, and I know you do, you can watch uh, Torrent Think Tank live on Sunday evenings at 8 o'clock central, twitch.tv slash Torrent Think Tank. And the lovely Jocelyn has her ladies' night streams with uh, me and Nevermore Jen and Barber on Tuesdays at 9 o'clock Eastern, twitch.tv slash Plays. Um, we do drinking and swearing on Fridays, most, some, some days. Uh, some There's always weeks. drinking and swearing, just whether you stream it or not is. Yep. 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 And, uh, so I think we'll probably be doing that more once I actually finish the whole process of moving to Minnesota and finishing all of that stuff. Um, cause life is kind of crazy right now. We're heading to the Warcraft movie meetup this weekend. So there won't be drinking and swearing cause we'll be <laughs> with a bunch of people drinking and swearing with them. Nice. Um, let's see what else. Case of the Mondays on Monday afternoons, most of the time, twitch.tv slash Zug. That's, that's all my stuff. Nice. Jocelyn, 
where can they find you? Uh, you can find links to everything I do at JossPlays.com. If you're looking for all of my podcasts, you can find them over on AMOVE TV. And if you want live updates on when I'm doing what, you can follow me over on Twitter, which is Twitter.com slash JossPlays. Nice. Very good. Thank you both for joining me. This has been Sleeping with the Elephant. You can email the show, info at sleepingwiththeelephant.com. Big thanks to Alpha Geek Radio for hosting our show. Uh, send feedback and reviews into iTunes or wherever you listen. I don't know. Just look at your iPod. You can follow myself at R. Murphy, and you can check out what Paul's doing over at P. Swickard over on the Twitters. Thanks again for watching, and tune in next week for more awesome barrier-breaking goodness. They're pinging. I think that's telling them to go back to their seats. Probably, yeah. I'm bowing to the whatever desk. Okay, this is speaker desk. Yeah. Okay. Oh, here he comes. Oh my gosh, he's pissed. Oh yeah, he's he is angry. Oh my goodness. Oh, and he. Oh, she totally took a dive. What? <laughs> <laughs> so that was elbow gate. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. This is Korath with your random Canadian fact. Canada has its own mysterious lake monster. Ogopogo resides within Okanagan Lake in the interior of British Columbia. Supposedly, it is a 12 to 15 meter or 40 to 50 foot long sea serpent sighted by people dating back to the 19th century. Similar to the Loch Ness monster, evidence for this creature is limited to unclear photographs and film, but it retains a special place in popular culture. The city of Kelowna is on the shores of Okanagan Lake, where a statue of the creature is in the downtown park. A picture of Ogopogo is also the logo of the local Western Hockey League team, the Kelowna Rockets. Thanks for listening. Follow me at Korath on Twitter.